This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. What's up, everyone? How you guys and gals doing today? We're going to be covering this trial that is happening with the Mongols out in Australia. We originally broke the news once it came out to everybody in the biker news world, and we're going to have some follow-up on it. I guess the crown is all over itself right now because this guy, I guess they're calling an expert even though they offered him immunity. So on, in other words, he is a snitch. Yes, he's a snitch, regardless of what the prosecutors are saying right now. They are like all googly eyes over him for all the stuff that he's been giving them. And uh, they even in their closing uh, statement before the defense took over wanted to make sure, well, you know, unless somebody was there, they wouldn't have known this kind of stuff was happening. Everybody has problems with these people. But what's even more interesting is I guarantee in the comment section I'm going to be getting comments like, oh, you know, this club and that club, they're all full of informants. Well, you got to step back and say something to yourself. These are motorcycle clubs. If they were gangs, yeah, they'd be looking for informants and stuff like that. Most of them do backgrounds, make sure cops ain't in, uh, they've never had cops on their job record or family record. And why do that if they're not worried about cops? Well, it's simple. Bikers usually and cops don't mix. So nobody wants them around. How are you going to be able to go behind a building, smoke you some Mary Jane and have a cop over there who has to make a decision, okay, do I bust you or am I your brother? It's just not a good situation, and that's why people don't want cops in their clubs. Another reason why informants are so messed up is they go out there, they do a bunch of dirt, and then drag other members of the club in with them. And that's a technique that cops use a lot and it's been proven that they do that where well shit we can't get nothing on them okay let's go cause something let's go do it this isn't the 1970s anymore it's not even the 1990s 
Nobody wants to get involved in that kind of smack. So what else does the cops have to do to justify their budgets? Well, they got to start something. Now, I understand Australia and the United States are a lot different. A lot different. Different culture, different traditions, but one thing remains the same. Some of them that he in the government's always trying to, you know, start some trouble, if you will. By the way, before we begin, you can now catch us live on Rumble. The link is in the description uh, of this uh, channel here and all the media platforms where you can click it, go over there, join the Rumble channel. We're going to have exclusive live streams over on that channel because, boy, they don't censor and I've checked it out. They don't. So Hollywood's going, you know, full steam again over there. And I'll let you know the exclusive Rumble live streams when I decide it. Anyway, let's go to this story here. And this happens to be the Mongols trial. And this is out of, let's see here, Open Justice Multimedia Journalists out of the nzherald.co.com. NZ, my gosh, is that a mouthful? Belinda Feek. She must have been made fun of when she was a kid, just saying. Anyway, this is out of New Zealand, and they are a different country than Australia, so you guys know, because boy, do I get the headaches when I screw that up. Anyway, Mongols trial, key witnesses, listen to this, testimony. So detailed, he could have been an expert. The crown claims. All gushy, aren't they? Uh, evidence of a key crown witness in the trial involving nine Mongols gang associates has been so detailed and vast, he could have been called as an expert, the crown has suggested, in its closing statement. This is kind of what's going on right now. There is like a RICO trial here in the United States. In the 11th week of the trial involving members, including President Jim J.D. Thacker and Vice President Hone Ranaki, Crown Prosecutor Anna Paulette was able to begin wrapping up their case for the jury in the High Court of Hamilton. Wow, 11 weeks? They do take their time over there, man. Usually over here, it's boom, 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 done. You know, uh, well, at least they let witnesses testify. Listen to this. The jury has listened to the evidence of more than 200 witnesses and the details of more than 100 charges laid against the accused since August. Real fast, this stuff, man. Uh, it goes on in her closing submission. Uh, Paulette said she expected defense counsel to try and disseminate the evidence of their key witness and preempted a possible character assassination. Well, of course, you're saying that he didn't lie, only people that were there had this information. Well, I got a little light bulb for you. Those who are granted immunity are going to do anything and anything to keep that immunity. They're going to tell you what you want to hear, or if you leak it to them, just saying. Uh, you might think this is because of the significance of the evidence he has given, 
to provide you with firsthand evidence. It may even be suggested that the key witness has made everything up to ensure he keeps his immunity. It's plausible if you ask me. Really plausible. Yeah, he's going to lie to give you what you want so he gets out of jail. And what's funny, though, is how their trials work. They're able to give a closing on their case before the defense even steps up and gives theirs. Ask backwards, I told you. Or that he has some beef with the group in speaking to police and giving evidence. Goes on to say key witness was a knowledgeable witness who gave evidence of what he was involved in. Always surprises me. It really does. You get into something knowing what you're doing. You should be able to accept the consequences. That's what a real man would do, by the way. Accept the consequences. Don't go out there, rat somebody out. Not cool, man. Not cool on the cool list here. Uh, she goes on to say his knowledgeable was detailed and it was vast. This is not sort of material anyone could fabricate without having some firsthand knowledge of what occurred. I'm guessing you might have gave him something. I don't know. What did he like? Uh, by the way, later on, we're going to be putting that full video up. I know a lot of people have been asking about that in the Mongols Rico case here in the United States. We got that whole video of that one informant that is just talking and talking the Sasson man. Uh, what is not the truth is the witness was granted immunity. So has lied to ensure he avoids liability itself. Well, what's his deal then? What kind of deal did you give him? That's what I want to know. Now, you know, here it is. Uh, let's see here. Loose lips in the fight that changed NZ gang culture. Now, it goes through the origins of the club and stuff like that. I'm not going to bore you with that kind of stuff, both there as well as in New Zealand and Australia. So we're not going to, you know, we're not going to bug you with that. Now, here are the defendants. Uh, again, Jim Thacker, he's known as JD or Jack Daniels. Good drink, by the way. Uh, the cap or El Presidente is alleged to have been over, uh, what is it, overarching control of its drug dealing operation. You know what? Hollywood's hooked on phonics with English, and it is. But when I have to read Australian English or English English, my God, they, they write everything different. And then there's other uh, different ones. Uh, the accused they claim is, are either office holders, members, or associates from around the country. And then the crown alleges, uh, you know what? I don't understand that. You know, I thought you're like independent, but you keep the crown. It's just confusing. They were responsible for commercial uh, supply of drugs throughout New Zealand and were involved in a tit for tat shootings with rival gangs, including one in Taranga, where Mago members fired 96 rounds of ammo at a house. Wow, hopefully you hit something with that many. But that is the case right there. Uh, there was a, it was interesting. Now, after uh, listening to some of the evidence, some of the charges were dismissed or refined. And get this, over 70 were dismissed. So what's that telling you about their case that 70 were dismissed? 
Uh, let's see here. Paulette said she would hand the jury four separate documents to try and assist them in going through all the evidence. And I guess she keeps on going through the closing uh, deals and stuff like that. Again, I don't understand a lot of their system there in New Zealand. I really don't. Uh, but I told you guys and gals, I keep you uh, keep you informed on that case that's going on, if you will. This week, uh, Friday night, I am. Everybody knows on the live streams and stuff like that. I've been doing a lot of different stuff, and that's going to continue. We're going to be talking about the Parkland uh, verdict from today. He got life sentences, and boy. I'm not happy with it, and neither are a lot of other people what he should have got. But we're going to be talking about that on Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're re-watching the video, that means it's already up. You get it, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, we're going to go into the second half of the show with China Dow right now. Again, you can uh, stay right here on YouTube, or you can go over to Rumble to listen live. And, of course, all the replays are always on all the podcast platforms. We'll be right back. Rock on, man.
everyone. How you guys and gals doing? Welcome to the show, baby. We're going to see if this damn rumble is going to work this time. And it is. We're live over on Rumble now. Hollywood can be a real prick. All he wants to be on Rumble. I, I'm loving the. You know what? I got to love that channel because I was doing test and test and test. Because I wanted to see for sure if it was sensor free and it is, and it comes at a great time yesterday, Diaperhead, you know, pamperhead Biden, as I call him, he was out there calling most of us, a bunch of freaks and stuff like that, that the stake of democracy is at risk in this election. Yes, the stake of democracy. It's always funny when they talk about this kind of shit. You know why? Because if it ain't their way, democracy's at stake. I really don't like these people anymore. I don't. Pamperhead is getting boring. He really is. He's getting boring. And it's like, dude, do you ever give a speech where you don't fuck up? <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff that our country is dealing with right now. And it's pretty damn sad if you ask me. Pretty damn sad. So, yes, we're on Rumble, and on Friday night, we're going to be talking about Parkland, and we're going to let some of the victims' statements come out, and boy, they were good. They were good. There's one guy who was the last one to give his statement, and he chewed him up. He chewed him up. Basically saying you're going to have to uh, worry about your every move in prison because child killers aren't, uh, you know, treated so well. They're going to treat them like a bitch, baby, basically is what they said. So it's going to be a good one, man. That's going to be a good, good show. And that's going to be only available on Rumble because we're going to be doing Friday Night Rumbles is what I call it. <laughs> Look at Shaggy's coming. <laughs> Where oh Shag's in? What's up, Shaggy? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Shaggy is in the house. I'm the hot Shaggy. <laughs> that means you're the hair lip. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm looking uh, forward to it. See, Shaggy, he's he he's a tech god. Okay, he's a tech god, especially on the older bikes and shit like that, like the shovels, irons, and stuff. You know, bikes you really don't get to see around anymore. And hopefully he gets a channel going all tech stuff. He would blow the fuck up, man. I'm serious. He would Hurry blow up. the fuck up. Because there's a lot of people out there that can't even do oil changes on a bike. So it'd be cool to see him uh, do that type of stuff. Uh, welcome everybody in the chat room and stuff like that. But anyway, going back to the Friday Night Rumbles. That's what I'm going to call the show. It's going to be exclusive <laughs> on Rumble. We're going to really get into some subjects over there that are deep thinking, if you will. Deep thinking. And, the, and I'm having all kinds of fun. If anybody's seen the Big Bone 1% one or Archbishop 1% uh, one, we really got into a subject that was deep and it also where it pissed people off. I loved it. It was a beautiful thing. And like all old Elon Musk said, it's a good thing when you're pissing off both sides. So we're going to keep towards that one. 
But yesterday we got in a great conversation. You actually were able to tag along. You actually comprehended it, even though you're blonde. So I loved it. What the hell? No, you had insightful, you know, points in the conversation. Oh, gee. I'm not used to my blonde partner doing that. I really ain't. Why I gotta be jackass? Anyway, what was our subject yesterday? I don't know. That, I, I mean, I know, but I got, I got. See, she's I, fucking blonde. She forgets already. No, I didn't. I, I have two interesting news stories. Okay, first. well, let's get to news stories. I mean, because hey, I read did a blonde get ran over or something by a reindeer? Probably. What the uh, news story you got besides diaper head? The Madison Children's Museum has fired a Wisconsin man with cognitive disabilities after he wore a Hitler costume for Halloween weekend. Hitler costumes have been around forever. Mm -hmm. You know, so is SS costumes. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember when Jesse James got uh, bitched at because he wore something like that. What's wrong with it? It's freedom. That's what America's supposed to. Well, wait a second. We're living in the diaperhead uh, world. We're living in pamper world here. Yeah. So that ain't politically correct to wear a costume. No, like they that. claim that uh, the man believed he was making a mockery of the Nazi party leader and wore the costume on a busy street near the University of Wisconsin Madison campus on Saturday. Anyway, oh, that tells it all right there. Madison's <laughs> the biggest liberal fucking. Uh, thing in Wisconsin. It really is. You walk into Madison, if you ever have, and you can tell there's a different feel in the air. And you see, and this is what's quite saddening to me. You'll see these college students. They look like hippies. They do. You know, you'll have some hot ass chick out there. Now, see, I heard at least in the 1960s, these hot ass hippies, they good. they gave good knob jobs. Oh Lord, why do you always go there? They did. This is what I hear. Yeah. It was it was the it was a decade of flower kids and a lot of sex. But now they got the garments, but they don't have the stuff that comes with it. They get butt hurt too much. No, but what's it irritating is is this man has cognitive disabilities. So mental disabilities. That's not my problem. And you're gonna fire him over wearing a costume. Well, that's the way this place works now. What's even more disturbing is they'll go to your social media and pick and pick and pick and then fire you. How is that even their business when you're away from work? Yeah, but do you understand the concept of why he has cognitive disabilities? Why? Was he slapdicked or something? Dick slap? He has traumatic brain injury. Oh, I feel like an asshole now. Yeah. Thank you. And he's worked. Thanks for he, making me feel like an asshole. He by has the way. worked at this museum over, for the last decade. Okay. And they're going to fire him over a stupid costume. Well, like I was saying, like you. Oh, what? I tell you all the time do not put anybody from your job on your social media. I suggest blocking them because it's none of their business what you do personally. It really isn't. It's none of your business. And you learn that firsthand. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. When your manager says, oh, can you take that down? No, fuck you. I ain't taking that down. Yeah. <laughs> Why the hell do I want to take it down because of what you think? 
yeah, she took she she wanted me to take down a video of me dancing and drinking at a carnival concert mm-hmm. with my daughter on my day off. And that's none of her fucking business. Yes, I blocked. But now because this guy wore a a, a Hitler uniform, Mm -hmm. he got fired from his job. This country is so unfunny now. It makes me sick. Nobody knows how to laugh anymore. Mm -mm. You know what? If I ever tried to run for office, I'd be fucked. Because <laughs> of the shit I say. I'd be fucked. Maybe I should run anyway, just to have fun with the, the communist uh, leftists out there. You know what? That would be the best campaign around, man. It would. God, they, no. You think they hate Donald Trump? <laughs> They'd hate my ass. Yeah, I'd hate to read your tweets. I don't, I'm not too good on Twitter. I'm not either. Even though I did change it around, uh, you know, I put number one shit talker on there because I love bashing on liberals. And boy, do I piss on their Wheaties, man. Well, you want to hear about pissing on Wheaties? Yeah, go ahead. Guess what? What? A Christian school is asking to inspect the girl's underwear prior to the homecoming dance. (sighs) Say what? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? School policies about dress code and other requirements are becoming increasingly controversial as students, particularly female students, are beginning to speak out about how it feels to be targeted due to their clothing. You know what? That is so, kind of sick right there. This is a Christian private school. It does not give its location. Right. And they want to inspect every girl's underwear prior to going to homecoming which means they want they can't do that they want every female student to put their dress and their undergarments in a bag with their name and personal information on it so they can look it over before being accepted to go to homecoming how the hell can they do that oh The person whose idea that was about the inspection of the undergarments and whatnot, well, they got let go. Well, I'd punch him right in the mouth. Where are these people coming from? That's just like you. If they try to inspect your underwear, it's granny panties. It is not. You know, she wears these tight ass, what is it, leggings or whatever the hell they are? (laughs) And I look at her, I was like, I can see your blue granny panties. (laughs) And she gets pissed at me because I tell her the obvious. Why you get pissed at me? But I can't see. They weren't granny panties. They were bikinis. (laughs) Oh, maybe your ass is just big. Anyway. (laughs) Oops. Oops. <laughs> what? You got a nice ass. If you have some, you know, you, you shouldn't be mad because you're all back. Oh. But I can't believe that they're checking these girls. Ain't that freaking child porn or whatever they call it? Well, they're, what they're supposed I mean, like I said, they're supposed to put their dress along with their underwear in a Ziploc bag with the child's name on it so the school can inspect it. And I think that's disgusting. You know what? They're probably having somebody. You know what? Uh, you probably have some perverts sniffing their underwear. I think that's disgusting. And I, especially I, I at that age. 
I don't understand. I mean, it's homecoming. Who gives a shit what kind of underwear they're wearing? Well, for one, they shouldn't be doing it because it's a kid. And number two, if you do got a pervert sniffing them underwear, you know, young teens, they don't know how to take care of themselves yet. Anyway, uh, am I right or wrong? You have some fucked up stories this morning. I know. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Hey, they popped up in my news feed, so I'm like, I had to go with them because they were like the one first and second article in my news feed yesterday. Anyway, that's from China Dow's blonde ass right there. The news, <laughs> the only one that would choose some shit like that. What? But we were going to, you know, yesterday we were talking about a good socialization. Subject. Agents of socialization. And the number one thing we talked about was family, their influence, how they were raised, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some more stuff on there that we didn't get to go over. Mm-hmm. And since everybody liked that conversation, we're going to go back to it today. And the second one, what was the second one on here? Schools. Schools are an agent of socialization. And it's funny that we have to talk about this one after your last damn story. I know. It's weird. That really isn't a Christian school. Not in my eyes. And see, lately, I have to say, and I bet the old man upstairs pretty pissed too, that Christians got it weird, man. They really have. They got fucking weird. You know, they're supposed to be ones that are all open arms and shit like that. And then when you see, this is why I don't go into a church anymore. Because when you walk in, yeah, I kind of have a tattoo or two. They look at you like you're some kind of criminal. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. They're supposed to be welcoming. And see, when we moved out here from Chicago, Mm -hmm. you can't find anywhere where you feel welcoming. Now, granted, Chicago's a little different. The churches, the parishes, all that type of stuff is really different. But when you come out here, it's like, dude, do you guys even know what Christianity is supposed to stand for? I hate hypocrites. I really do. I hate hypocrites. I wish I had a biker church around here. Well, even the community church. Even community churches look at you. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You're going to rape and pillage. It, it, it's insanity the way people are hypocrites. And the school, yeah, it happens to be a Christian one. But you can't have that. It, it's not normal. It's not normal to do something like that. No, it's not. I've never heard of any school in any kind of school, Christian, public, nothing that has ever wanted to inspect their clothing prior to a dance. Now, was this something the board did? Because you know what? The Our, assistant we have, principal did it. Oh, he's probably a fucking pervert. The assistant principal was demoted from assistant principal because of he this. He should have been fired. And relocated to a different school. They chose not to fire. Kind of sounds like a damn, uh, you know, Catholic thing where they'd hide them, but we're not going to even go into that, bro. Uh, But anyway. Let's talk about schools. Well, yeah, we're talking about schools here. They're hypocrites. We got school boards out there trying to teach our kids who are in kindergarten that a woman isn't a woman. A man, they can't even distinguish between a man and a woman And they're trying to give this to our kids. 
That's their socialization right there. They had somebody up in Wisconsin. They busted a little kid because he wouldn't use this other kid's surnames. I'm sorry to say, if you got a pecker, you're a man. That's just the way it works. But they want to get these kids so damn early into this bullshit to mind fuck them. I truly believe that. Well, I always thought growing up that school's sole responsibility was the three R's, which reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Well, you know what the problem with that is? Everybody talks, and I laugh at Elon Musk with this. Everybody, he wants to go to Mars. Well, how the fuck are you going to go to Mars if you don't know what a man and a woman is? You sure the hell ain't going to know geometry, trig, all that kind of stuff because they're not teaching that kind of stuff. They're teaching the social issue bullshit to our young ones. And next thing you know, they can't do two plus two. That's because I feel that the schools have a hidden curriculum. What do you mean they got You think? Yeah, by socializing children to accept the cultural values in the society. Well, cultural values in society suck. Exactly. I think, you know what? One of the things with the Roman Empire, it was the greatest empire this earth has ever saw. It was. It was the greatest empire. And you know what killed it? You know what destroyed the Roman Empire? It was from within. When people, when you got that size of landmass, you got all the different type of traditions, the way of thinking, and it just ate itself up from within. That's what we're seeing here in this country right now. It's eaten itself. And the average lifespan of a power in the throughout history was 250 years. We're almost there. And then you see Diaperhead, Pamperhead, out there giving some kind of speech last night that half the country, they're nothing but uh, lunatics. They're not, they're nothing but power hungry. It's like, you know what? We're in the, I, I say right now with our thinking, we're in 1859. Because shit's going to pop off soon if this keeps up. And the schools have been this way. For at least a couple decades with these teachers, because I know our teachers don't approve. No. You got in the governor's race in New York, you had these teacher unions give millions of dollars. That's why I don't believe in teacher unions. So now their socialization is really hurting our kids. Well, last I checked, schools are supposed to be preparing students for life like jobs careers even though you know people say this is a capitalist economy right now well like uh, shaggy just said queers did when the minority took over it fell apart do better research it, you're, you're exactly right there when a minority can determine the course of a country over the majority that is insanity. 
that's insanity. Then this freaking pamperhead was talking about elections down in Brazil. What is it your problem about what's happening in Brazil? Wait a second. You interfered in their elections. And you had a convicted leftist that's saying that he now won. Bullshit. Look outside that Capitol. But when you have these school boards, how can you sit there? If I say, if you want to run for office, go to a school board. Run for school boards to stop this bullshit. Now, when you were in school, let's get China Dow's blonde story. (laughs) What? Did we hear about this kind of shit? Never. What would our parents done if something like this was in school? fought it i know i know firsthand if there was something that my dad of course did not approve of that was going to be discussed in school he would go to the school he would go to the and parents are finally fighting back now by the way he would go to the you know the meetings and stuff like that at school even even in like fifth and sixth grade when the permission slip came home about sex education and they wanted your parents to sign the permission slip to be they went through that shit like my they would actually have a meeting with the parents prior to signing the permission slips to explain how it's going to be in separate classrooms. Mm-hmm. The boys and girls will be separated. They're not going to be in the same class. No, we weren't in the same classroom. No. And you learned about, you know, you, you didn't learn about the opposite sex. You well, learned we did. You learned the birds and the bees, but they weren't sitting there saying, okay, this is how it starts out. The woman gets on her knees and bob hobs. Oh, my God. They didn't do that. No. They didn't have these freaky-ass books in libraries. But that's what our kids are being socialized with right now. And you've seen that fail of the experiment in 2020 where, okay, let's just go to computers. Let's just do it all online. Let's just do it all online. Where they're not supposed to fail. And they do. And they failed hardcore. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to act. These kids do not know how to act. And once they get into the workforce, they try to bring that bullshit with them. And then they wonder why they're sitting with no job. Because employers ain't going to deal with you. They do not get you ready for life anymore. We can look at that. They want to push everybody in the college when the trades is what they need to push. You got uh, electricians, you got iron workers out there that make three times the money than any freaking white collar suit. But they don't want to teach them that. And you know what's even worse? The parents don't either. The parents don't want to get involved with their kid. So the first point we talked about yesterday was family has a big influence on somebody. Well, that's thrown out the window if they don't get involved with the school shit. Well, and then, it, and then as far as this one, the schools, basically the teachers and such, are the next step to an authority figure from the step from their parents. Then they got their teachers. 
And so that's another step of on the program. Mm-hmm. And I and, and it's like nowadays, it's like you can't even trust the teachers. Hell no, not when an assistant principal is over there checking out panties. <laughs> exactly. And he didn't even get fired. No, he just got demoted and switched to a different school. So how is that accountability? It's not. It's not even saying that the guy was wrong. Because what he's teaching them uh, girls that it's all right to give your man your panties. And that's not right. That's not right at all. His whole goal was supposedly because he did not want the girls to be wearing thongs to, to homecoming. That ain't an excuse. He, he has no wearing, business. He wanted them all wearing granny panties. Well, he has no business doing that. No. I remember with our kids and our grandkids, the girls. As soon as they can talk, we used to tell them, no boys are supposed to look at you there or touch you there. Mm -hmm. We beat that into their head. Because we do have perverts like this. Well, and every time you turn around now, there's teachers getting busted for having sex with students. There's teachers getting busted with child pornography. It's what the... this so how can they be an authority figure? Anymore? That's what I'm saying. It's not like when when we grew up and went through school, you didn't hear about that kind of stuff. And uh, nobody can blame it on the Internet either. It is society as a whole that's doing it. Well, and if you think about well, you look what your shaggy just said. Men don't act like men. Women don't act like women. And if they do have kids, they don't act like parents. Big Red, I'm sick of this woke, weak generation of wussies. Over emotional idiots concerned with a bunch of bullshit. We got an idiot in office, Pamperhead, and all his followers got the world at the brink of World War III. And when we were in school, the things going on in the outside world, okay, because I consider like being in school like the inside world. Mm -hmm. Because they kind of shelter you at the school. Which they shouldn't. From hearing what's going on in the world today. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least I thought that's how it was when we grew up. Because we never heard about stuff going on. But at the same time, we knew about where the Soviet Union was. That, hey, they could throw a missile right over our heads. But we always felt comforted by the teachers. Mm-hmm. I got some of my old teachers still on my freaking personal Facebook page. So do I. And they, you know, when I get on rants, because they actually watch my show or listen to it on the podcast, they say, you know what? You're damn right. And what we, we feel the same way because that's not what you're supposed to be teaching kids. And what you have to understand is when you get them at such a young age, it's like filling up a can. You just keep on filling up their little brains. And that's how you form them. And that is not a teacher's job to do that. Not at all. But I love where you say, hey, they're they're on the next step of an authority figure. They're supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to depend on them. Mm -hmm. You know, just like your parents, you should be able to depend on your teacher just like you depend on your parents. Not in the same aspect, of course, but similar. And you shouldn't have to worry about handing your panties over to them. 
definitely not. He should be sitting in jail right now. Which he's not. No, he got demoted. Where is the cops in this? They were not involved. This Even is... after this story broke, they're not involved. No, because this kind of story is probably on page 64, like in small-ass print. The ones that nobody reads. But it's still, sh- the cops should have been notified. That just tells you about the society that they got going on down there. Mm-hmm. And that's sickening. I do. I'm so glad that my kids are grown now. Because I flip shit when they tried to make him sign a contract when he fucking popped that fucker in the throat. <laughs> I almost Our jumped son? over the desk. I was like, what do you mean you want him to sign a contract? Go fuck yourself. He didn't sign that contract. No. Yeah, instead of disciplining the students and one like one of them. Give them a, a good old suspension. Or detentions. Or something. Sign a contract? Are you stupid? They were trying to make our son sign a contract to keep his distance from this other student that started the fight and our son defended himself. And he finished it. And he finished it. It happens. He throat punched the kid. Well, that's because the kid stabbed him in the throat with a freaking pencil. Yeah, so he throat punched his ass. Yeah. Put him down. Yeah, even and almost I told broke him, his arm. <laughs> even though I told him, I was like, dude, aim higher, man. Don't go through the throat. <laughs> that seems to be his thing, because back in fifth grade, he did the same thing. It's a throat punch. But instead of saying, okay, suspend both of them, I would have accepted that. But no, but they want no, him to, to sign, sign a contract. You're screwed up. In want, the head. They wanted both the kids to sign contracts that they will keep their distance from each other while in school. So now parents... Not only do they have to worry about what's being taught, they have to keep another eye in the back of their head of what's going to happen to your kid. Mm-hmm. My problem with that story is, <laughs> where's the fathers? Why didn't they just beat the living crap out of them? Where's the fathers? A real father... After hearing something like that, would have destroyed his ass. Oh, you want my uh, daughter's panties? Really? No. That's what worries me the most. That nobody came back and pushed back on that. What else does it say? A question. Uh Uh-oh. Children in, in school they say, are supposed to be socialized to believe that failure, such as earning poor grades, stems not from studying hard enough and more generally not trying hard enough. They say that the process reinforces the blaming the victim ideology. Oh, it's like the trophy deal. Nuh-uh. You got to teach kids that failure is good. They got to learn from failure. You're damn right. The richest people in the world, the number one thing they'll tell you is, I failed over and over and over again. Well, that's like in kids, like kids sports now. The thing when kids with little kids in sports, right? The biggest thing is everyone gets a trophy. And that's bullshit. I was yelling at you about it. Yeah, you're yelling at me like I have control. 
I was screaming at you. Yeah, every kid gets a participation trophy. Now, see, because she was a coach in soccer. And now, when I was growing up and played soccer, there was first, second, and third place. And that was it. Yeah, but when you were coaching our granddaughter, yeah, and you had to hand out all those trophies, I was furious. I was like, their team sucked. I was like, what the fuck? The team sucked. And you're over here handing them trophies? Yeah, everybody got a participation trophy. So what does that teach them in life? Nothing. It teaches them that everybody deserves everything that they think they deserve. And that's not the case. If you don't work hard, you can't pay your rent. The landlord's supposed to throw your ass out on the street. Not give you any choices, not any chances. The government shouldn't get involved in a private transaction. You didn't pay your rent. Get the fuck out. I don't want to hear about all your bullshit. That's why I'll never invest in it. I'll never invest in property. Because one, you can't trust people not to fuck your shit up. And two, what do you do if they don't pay? It's going to cost you more than what it was worth. But that participation crap, it just teaches you to be a loser. Yeah, but see, what the thing is, though, is when you do something like that at a young age, when it's, you know, young kids playing sports and everyone gets a trophy, that's not preparing them for when they get to high school. And what are you talking about? High school does it now. No, they don't. Most not high here. schools do that bullshit. Not here. And like football, you get only one one team gets a trophy. Whoever wins the championship, that's it. That's the only people that get the trophy. Yeah, I guarantee at the end of the year, they're having a freaking uh, ceremony. Here's your trophy for being on the football team. Well, I'm sure they get their their letter. Do they even do Letterman's jackets anymore? I don't know. I don't know if they do that or not. I've been out of there for 30 years. I mean, that was our thing. After the season was over, we'd get, you know, our letters for our jackets. Varsity. Personally, I think in high school. What they should do is the first half of the school day is your regular reading, writing, arithmetic stuff. Then the second half, and I'm talking about, you know, freshman to to senior, you should have to go work. Well, freshmen have to get permission then. Freshmen and I'm talking, no, that should be put that way where... You get life experience because most of the time with these kids, they don't have any life experience. My ass was out there working as soon as I could. Yeah. And the stuff I learned from Mario and Rita was unbelievable. They taught me everything I needed to learn. Now, see, my job didn't teach me nothing. Yes, it did. (laughs) Yes, it did. Because now you have to be on your deathbed to miss work. Oh, yeah. So it taught you by getting a job that you had. If you want money, you got to work. There was a study that was just released. In 1970, the men in the workforce was at 90%. Guess what it is now? 
it's 70 under 50 percent damn so where are all the true men out there that want to work a lot of them don't want to work no more because the new fucking generation you should say comes the, up the and new, says the new woke generation the new woke generation <laughs> they claim they don't want to be worker bees the hell you mean you don't want to be a worker bee then how are you living worker b where did this come from i remember if you didn't want to work you went out there and hustled you hustled your ass off if you didn't want to work for somebody else that's what i did i hate working for other people so i do my own deal i hustle but then where did the worker b stuff come from it came from school It sure, when you look at it, and under 50% of men are not in the workforce right now, that's fucking sad that you have to have a woman go and support your ass while you're at home playing on PlayStation. Seems to be the way of the world. There's another agent that we haven't hit. What is that? Piers. Piers. You're damn right. Or friends and shit like you're talking about. Like here, here's an example. When you were 16 years old, how many times did you complain to your parents? All of my friends are doing it. Why can't I? It isn't fair. And then your parents will look at you and say, so fucking what? They wouldn't give. I, I truly believe that Generation X is the reason why we're having these problems. We're Generation X. We decided that we wanted to give our kids everything and anything they wanted. Where our parents would tell you, go get fucked. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say, go get fucked or go work. No, my dad my dad would always, oh, your friends are doing it? Oh, so if they tell you to go jump off a bridge. That was a famous one. Yeah. Are you going to do it? Oh, no. <laughs> that would be my answer. Oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. Or, well, you knew my dad. Yeah. You knew how he was. Yeah. If I would have tried to pull some shit like that, he'd punch me right in the mouth. Would he or would he not? He definitely 100% would. Yeah. I remember, because he's from West Virginia. He was from West He's dead now. He was from West Virginia and... My grandfather was an old hardcore coal miner from the 1930s and 40s. So they did a little different out in West Virginia. I remember him telling me a story when he was 15 or 16 years old. My grandpa took him out to a bar. And they were drinking their asses off. They got their ass in some trouble, fought. And they ended up in jail. And then next thing you know, my grandfather bails out and my dad looks at him. Are you going to get me out of here? He's like, fuck no. Get your, you get yourself out of here. Even though he got him in the fight. But he taught him something. You have to stand on your own two feet. You can't depend on others. And yeah, you're, you're completely right there. When we were kids, 
They tell us, what, are you going to jump off a bridge? Mm -hmm. But our generation, Generation X, gave all these little pricks everything they wanted. And next thing you know, they act like they're entitled to everything. Well, I mean, it's like when I was growing up, my friends, okay, I think they had, some friends have a good influence, then you got those that have that are bad influences, right? Most bikers would say, hey, we were the ones smoking in the bathroom and, you know, smoking the weed. <laughs> well, a lot of, if, even nowadays, peers, your friends, they influence your taste in music, mm -hmm. clothes, and other aspects Did of you ever life. get influenced by that shit? Music and clothes and such. No, I just kind of was who I was. I didn't so they care. didn't influence you. But what did they influence you with? As far as my friends? Yeah. I don't know. I was too busy just doing my own thing. I mean, I was friends with the jocks. I was friends with the stoners. I was friends with the, you know, the guys. that. Why you like got to pick on us stoners? Like man. the guys that looked like they were in 80s rock bands. I was friends with everybody. I was friends with the but smart it, kids. Even in groups. Wasn't there some kind of influence even within those groups on each other? Where if you were a jock, you had an act like an asshole. It was a prerequisite. I don't know. I was I was a jock, so. But you know what I mean with the football players. Well, the football players and the cheerleaders always acted like they were better than everyone else. And the sad thing is, is even today, I mean, at my 30-year reunion, they, they were still the same. They were still the same. <laughs> But at the same time, with the oh my god, you I haven't seen you in so long. It's like, bitch, why are you hugging me? You wouldn't even come near me in high school. Well, yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, they were thrown off. I'll remember that reunion of yours for a long time. So lie. They were still fake. They weren't only fake, but they were surprised of what was happening with me. Here I am, fucking biker. Talking like shit, you know, talking shit. But they had all the other people come to my table. And then they tried to come over and talk to us. And that's when I, because one guy said he knew me. I was like, baseball. Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't know fucking who you are. Why are you trying to act like you know me? Well, my favorite. And that was one of the popular ones. And they walk away uh, stopping their feet like they're some kind of bitch. Well, the funny thing is, is because uh, uh, we are on separate sides of the tracks. So, like, my high school would never have played against your high school. Exactly. Not in, even, <laughs> not even in state. No. But you see how they never grew out of that. They never evolved. They thought that they were, oh, it's a reunion. Uh, you know, it's high school. You know, I can act like, No. Reunions are about to see how people evolved, right? And it was funny as hell. They they ugly too. The ones that were cheerleaders, that you know what I've seen them. The ones that I banged, and I look at them now and say, "What the fuck was I thinking?" But they were hot as fuck before. And then they got hit with the ugly stick. They got hit with the ugly stick. But what I used to hate in high school was the fact of you didn't want to get into something and you felt pressured. And if you weren't strong enough to tell them, go screw off, you usually ended up in some bullshit. Yeah. Well, in school or even outside of school, 
you know, you tend to rely, morning, Perry. you tend to rely on your friends, like for fun, emotional support, comfort, companionship. And that, and that's like the upside of friendships, right? The downside of friendships is obviously peer pressure with, I'm sure everybody's familiar with peer pressure. Do you think that even peer pressure extends into adulthood? Yes. I think it's worse. You think it's worse in adulthood? I do. I, I do. have to agree. Because I see some people that you look at them like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like you're doing it because somebody else looks cool or you think it's cool. And you know it's not supposed to be that way and you still do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I never understood that. Well, let's get let, let let me give an example on peer pressure. This would be something that like if you were in high school. Suppose it's a Friday night, right? And you're studying for a big huge exam that's on Monday. Okay. Your friends come by and ask you to go with them to get pizza and a drink. You would probably agree to go with them partly because you dislike studying on a Friday night. But also because there's at least some subtle pressure on you to do it. I don't think there's any pressure in that. I think it's you just say yes or no. And if you were like me, school, I was too busy to go to. I didn't like school. I didn't learn nothing from school, especially in high school. I think the streets taught me more than I'd ever get from high school. But I do see where you you're coming from when you you say you're going to feel well, some kind of pressure. Well, because it's like, OK, if you're at home studying because, you know, you want to pass that exam. Right. And they come over and be like, come on, let's go. OK, like back when I was growing up, it's like, let's go to the mall or let's go see a movie. That was like the big thing. Or my other big thing was we had to go roller skating on Friday night. And if you're like, yeah, no, I got this big test. Come on, man. You could study another day. And you would go because you were a pussy. Yeah, I would go. <laughs> you were a pussy. I would go. One thing that I am happy about is how my daughter took high school because it wasn't like me. And people think I'm bullshitting about my high school days. You should see my freaking uh, transcripts. When you guys seen that, you were like, what? Loser. <laughs> you suck. You barely passed. <laughs> Did I go to school? Did you see how many times I was actually in class? Uh, slim to none. Slim to none, because I didn't believe in it. But I was glad that my daughter went on with her masters and stuff like that. But it wasn't pure pressure with me. It was, I wanted to make money. That was my thing. That's what I was being taught. Making money is more important than this bullshit. Like I said yesterday. I know how to count money. I know how to make it. But throw trigonometry or algebra at me, and I'm looking at you like a deer in the headlights. Am I or am I not? I'm, Mom, you're looking at the, me like all fucked up. And with the new math nowadays, I think all parents are fucked up. Well, it is, yeah. You can't true. figure it out. True. What would take us two seconds to figure out the way we used to do math compared to now when it takes one page per problem? It's ridiculous. And you know what? You know, Mark is so right. Just think if they had motorcycle mechanics in high school. Think if they had all kinds of trades, fucking 
welding, man. Yeah, see, I've never seen a school that would have welding. Hell no, and that's one of the biggest paying jobs out there, especially if you're an iron worker. I know our high school had, uh, we had... Auto mechanics auto back mechanics, then, it was carbs, it wasn't... Auto mechanics, beauty school, child education. But if they like would the teach, the, if they would actually teach these trades, this would be a world uh, better place in the world. You know what? Who my favorite uh, guy is in the world? Who? Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe, you know the you know the dirtiest jobs guy. He preaches the trades about how somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it, and the and the the trades he pushes one thousand percent, one thousand percent, and you got to respect that guy for that, because if you tell your kids you can make more money in life doing this than going to college, I guarantee you those kids are gonna jump on, and I guarantee you the trades are where somebody wants to be. Come on. Who wants to jump in a freaking one of them cats, man? Bulldozers. That would be awesome all day. I always say. Or working a crane on top of a skyscraper. I always say every time I see those, like the people working like on their farm fields and stuff, I'm like, that looks like it'd be so cool to drive. (laughs) But there's so much more than just schoolwork. Yeah. My one buddy is a lineman. You know, I'm not talking about our local stuff here. But he works on building the power grid. He's down in South America right now. He gets to see the world. Or T-Spain. Yeah, oil. He's on an oil rig. He's a roughneck. He's out there right now. He's on a ship drilling. Yeah. Where And he's been all over the world doing that. Yeah. Where else would you be able to do that? But in that kind of trade. Or sit there and live your life where you have no adventure. No adventure at all. And that's what these kids need to be taught. I think they have to be taught more individuality than they do all this other bullshit. I agree. You need to be your own person, not what everybody else wants you to be. And if you can't do that, then... You're, I, I don't know. I guess I could say you're a weak person. Very true. Because if you can't expand your mind. Well, it, it, it's not so much expanding your mind. It's, it's, you got to be yourself. Do you want somebody to be like, okay, Hollywood, quit, quit acting like a biker. Just be you. Okay. Do people not realize that that's who you are? That's who we are. That's what a lot of the bikers are. That's in their blood. That's who they are. And I have to say, I've been disappointed with a lot of bikers. And the reason why I'm disappointed is they want to conform now instead of the original purpose of go screw yourself. They don't question anything anymore. Yeah, but then you also got to look at the big picture on the fact that they think that all bikers are like evil people and they're not. It's not even that because, you know, somebody would say that to me and it'd be like, fuck you. But it's it's the it's the idea of bikers used to be able to smell bullshit. Yeah. And now you have a whole generation that is here that 
gets offended. And you never would think that happened. But they would look at you cross-eyed. That's why I said that one day we were at that event. I felt out of place. I did. I felt out of place. Here you got a bunch of rubbers all over the fucking place. And they're looking at you like, are you going to rape my uh, wife? <laughs> That's something I would have thought from a civilian. Not a biker. But they used to, they weren't able to feed bullshit. And now that's all you have. It's a sad existence. What is a better thing than working your ass off all day? I'm talking your bone ass tired. Every joint in your body's hurting. But you come home, you that. sit on your Archie Bunker chair. And you have a drink, you eat a meal, and you feel good about yourself. Why didn't we pass that on to kids? You're going to feel sore as fuck. It's like you spend a day at work, you come home, you relax, you get your, you know, put your feet up. And you get to say to yourself, you accomplished something. I accomplished something. Mm -hmm. What's their accomplishing just sitting around doing nothing? I don't understand it. If you can't go out and hustle and feel tired, that ain't living life. It's kind of like they made you scared of living life. They made you scared to go out and venture into the world. And that's insane. It really is. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. So I think people, you know, this was the perfect subject, if you ask me. Oh, we got two more tomorrow. Well, what do you got? Let's do one more. No, because they're going to be long. Oh, they're long ones? The last, the last two for socialization is the mass media and religion. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. All right, time to get your porn on, baby. Let's lighten it up right here. We got to get some numbers going. You know what? I'm going to start off with 59. I want to do 59. Why do you got to start it off? Because I want to start. Why? 59. What do we got? Are you interested in Netflix and chill? Netflix and chill? Fuck, Hollywood doesn't even know what that is. What's that mean? <laughs> What's Netflix and chill mean? Watch a Netflix movie and chill. That's boring. How's that getting my porn on? <laughs> well, the chill usually expands. <laughs> How fucking stupid I picked. See, that's you. Big Red 88. What do we got for Big Red 88? What was your age when you started dating? Oh, I was young. But I'm not talking about losing your virginity. I'm talking about dating a girl. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's the same thing for you. Yes. I was young. And I talk about this all the time. And I know you guys, if you say you didn't, you're liars. But the first time you pop the nut around a broad... You're like all afraid they were getting pregnant and shit. And even though you were wearing a rubber, you were like, oh, my God, did I just get you pregnant? Yes. 
paranoid. Did you get your period yet? <laughs> damn right, man. I know every damn guy out there has done it. If they say they didn't, they're lying. But I was young when I first dated, but it was, you know, my first girlfriend that I popped. And that's what happened. I think for weeks I was doing what you just said. Hey, did you get your period yet? <laughs> Tell me you got your period. That's what I was doing. <laughs> and it was after that that I discovered blowjobs. Because during that period, she just sucked on the balls. I was like, man, this feels a lot better, and I don't have to worry about you getting pregnant. <laughs> but it is funny. Remember when they were young, women used to ask, if I swallow, am I going to get pregnant? <laughs> 322. <laughs> Can you unbra uh, unhook a bra with one hand? I just ripped them off. Uh, mine doesn't have latches. I wear sports bras. <laughs> you cheat. I know. Mine has to be pulled over my head. But I didn't like the class bras. I hated those bras. Because you know what? I ain't lying. Sometimes them clasp on them bras are even hard for us fucking women to do. We would have to like turn, put it backwards so we could hook it in the front and then spin it around. That's what you women used to do? Fuck yeah. We would literally put it on backwards, like not put the arms in the straps yet. And we would hook the bra, right? Then we would spin it. And then we put the straps off. <laughs> Fuck, that shit was difficult. You women are more retarded than I ever thought. <laughs> Michael, four ninety nine. <laughs> Y'all didn't what? We I'm, got time for this one. And one more. What else? I bet you women fucking can totally agree with me on that one. Yeah, you're retards. We're not retards. Can't even put your own bra on. That's like men can't even put on their own underwear. What's wrong with you? All right, all right, guys. Dummy. <laughs> Have you ever wondered if it can even fit in the hole? <laughs> what do you mean? If you got a big old cock, <laughs> if you got a big old wiener, you ever wonder if it's going to fit inside her? <laughs> Hell no, man. You just dry dock that shit in. Fuck off, dude. You're terrible. Spit on it first. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, I know a lot of men out there got small uh, peckers. So we all know they're going to fit. Yeah, right? The problem is, even if a man has a big one, if he falls in, that means get away from that woman. That's what I can tell you. Hell yeah. Uh, 450. Have you ever expected oranges only to get lemons from a woman in the bedroom? I experience that on a daily basis. Fuck off. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Wow. Shaggy 99. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a good one. Shaggy. Shaggy. Here we go. Apart from masturbation and sex, how else do you cool yourself down? What do you mean cool yourself down? Look Shaggy at you. probably works on bikes. Look at you. That's all I have to do to cool down. Shut up. Oh, you mean cool down instead of jerking your shit like if you know choking your chicken like it owes you money uh-huh what is another way that you relax oh i just go out to the garage or that's what i said Shay, yeah. probably works on bikes i go out to the garage i you know manufacture you know fabricate something with the the welders and yes sometimes that i don't know what the fuck you're even making <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think you know what you're making 
I just get lost in it because I love it. You know, I just made a contraption that, uh, you know, I seen off of YouTube. You put it in the back of your truck and you put a winch on it and you just roll your bike right up into the truck with it. I made one of them and I, I, I get lost. I don't know if it's the sparks laying beads. I don't know what it is. I love doing that shit. Calms me down. You, you probably, you know, you go two hours. Sorry, two pumps ain't enough. <laughs> Last one, we got Big Red at 13. Okay, all right. Have you ever attended a party in hopes of getting someone to sleep with? Usually, I'm already, you know, got it arranged. Oh, my God. You got to arrange that shit. You don't want to go out there and look like a gump. So you don't everybody go else in, is going home. You don't want to go in blindly to a party and be like, yep, I'm getting that one. <laughs> well, my uh, if suggestion, people, is if you want to do that, go to a swingers party. You'll always get laid unless you're a fucking chump. Just saying. That's true, because you'll there will be that random one or two guys that are just jerking off in the corner because they can't get one of them. <laughs> Don't forget, Friday nights is going to be on Rumble. We're going to have the Friday Rumbles over there. Build that sucker up, uh, that channel. Have some fun where I can get really loose. And then, of course, right here on this channel, you can listen to it too, but it's mainly going to be uh, Rumble over there. Anyway, you guys have a good day. We'll see you tomorrow. Talk to you later.